Welcome to Picks with the Professor, the podcast where a real statistics professor gives you sports betting tips. I am your host, Professor Sides. You can follow me on Twitter at Professor Sides. Today is Wednesday, May 4th, 2022, and this episode covers all of today's Major League Baseball games. In case you're new here, I built a mathematical model for win probability, and I analyze weather data in order to come up with some plays on totals. I'll make one pick and one pick only on every game that's played Monday through Saturday. That doesn't mean I recommend you the same. I'm just giving the information as to what I like the most and where my head is for each matchup. As we go through the plays, remember there are no locks and gambling, so we'll give you our loves, likes, and leans to help you decide which picks you might want to play and how I recommend scaling wagers. With that in mind, please understand that good and bad variants will occur, so as much as I'd like to say it will be profitable each and every day, that is an impossible reality for any gambler. Uh, yesterday, just couldn't quite get there. Uh, not a good day. Um, we've had worse, so I guess it could, you know, it could have been worse, uh, but not one of our good days, so we'll try to bounce back uh, with that today. And before we get to that slate, some reminders, please hit that like button. If you're on YouTube, also, if you aren't yet, please consider subscribing or following. It's free and the only way to ensure that you don't miss any college basketball, MLB, or college football content that this channel provides. Share with a friend if you know others in the game. Hit me up on Twitter or drop a comment if you're on YouTube. I love those and try to respond to as many as I can. And as a reminder, I encourage all my listeners to have multiple books in their portfolio, especially ones with reduced use, dime lines. That's minus 105 on each side for MLB games. These at your disposal. You should be able to find an edge on any game. I have a couple of these that I'm recommending. Links are in the show's description and on the website, www.pickswiththeprofessor.com slash sportsbooks. Lots of day games, a few night games as well. So lots of fun today, a couple double headers. We're going to start off 1240 Eastern first pitch, Diamondbacks at the Marlins. Uh, two teams that I've I've really liked riding their unders this year, um, playing uh, a pair of 5-4 games to kick off the series, a Diamondbacks team that's uh, quietly kind of put together a solid run. We all made jokes at their expense about how bad their offense was, but from the very start, uh, you know, episode one of the season, because of Jared and I talked about, we kind of like the Diamondbacks pitching setup with uh, Brent Strom coming in. Uh, it's tough to really get a feel for their offense right now. I don't quite think it's as good as it's shown. I think this is just a little bit of, uh, a little just bit of a bounce back, uh, but they they obviously aren't as bad as they were earlier. Today we got Madison Bumgarner versus Eliza Hernandez. If you've been here with me very long, you know that I'm uh, driving the Madison Bumgarner fan club. You know, I'm driving that, that train here um, to start this season. I still think he's undervalued. I think he's still got a little bit left in the tank. Uh, velocity back up. And so I still think we want to be riding him. Model says Marlins minus 134. If you had to look one way or the other, I'd back Bumgarner and take the Diamondbacks at plus 132. That's one way to look. It's not the way I'm going, but it's just something to keep in mind. Um, the total is seven and a half. I thought about going game under, but... I don't really think Eliza Hernandez is that great. I think I mentioned before, he's kind of their weak spot in that Marlins rotation. I like a lot of their starters. He's the one I, I think, off the top of my head, I think I like the least. Definitely below average pitcher. The Diamondbacks offense kind of showing signs of life. Seven and a half is just a little bit too low in case they start scoring. So instead, I'm going to isolate the Marlins team total. You've kind of got two options on this if you shop around. You could probably go under a three and a half with plus odds or under four and a half with a lot of juice. I'd rather take the plus odds in this case. So I'm locking in Marlins under three and a half plus 113. And I'm giving that an A pick. Like I said, I like the Diamondbacks rotation. I like what Bumgarner's done. Uh, their bullpen 
overall not great, but has a couple of good pieces. So as long as they stay in this game, they use those guys. And that should keep the Marlins under this number. They've gotten to four here, I believe, in the first two games. I think I think Bumgarner can hold them down under three and a half, so three or less. So APIC for me to start us off an early game there, especially if you're a, a Diamondbacks fan watching this game local time. It'll be awful early in the morning for you. We've got a doubleheader slated for Cleveland Padres at the Guardians, 110 Eastern first pitch. The first game appears to be Clevenger and Plesak. As we had yesterday, we did have a switcheroo with the starting pitchers from these, so you never know exactly how that's going to play out. So just always check back. I'll comment on this video. I'll tweet it on uh, tweet it out on Twitter there if there is and if that adjusts anything. If it is Clevenger and Plesak, my model says Padres minus 135. It's the same number I had yesterday, but yesterday this number was a lot lower. I don't really know why it's changed. I think it's kind of a silly move. Um, it kind of linked back to yesterday's game of the of the Marlins Diamondbacks. That line came out about minus 150, and I said, that's absurd. This line should be closer to minus 190. And that's where it closed. And I and I got that minus 150. If you listen to this earlier in the day, you got a great number with where it respect to where it landed. I guess it gave you options if you wanted to, to play out of it a little bit. It turned out to not work for us as the Marlins fell a run short. Um, but you, you'll often hear me talk about I don't really think closing line value means a ton anymore. I think it, it absolutely used to. Um, and I don't know exactly when that changed three years ago, four years ago, five years ago, but at some point, sportsbook started hiring more people like me, analytics people who run numbers and can come up with these things. And they started coming up with better opening numbers. And I, I tracked it for college football because it was a smaller data set. I tracked it for college football last year. And movements basically meant nothing. The only time that movement actually matters really is injury. So, and that's probably more important for football, obviously more important for basketball. For baseball, there's just not really one guy that's going to move the needle that much other than maybe like Trout or, you know, Soto might move the, the, the line, you know, eight cents or something. But I mean, one player's not moving the line a ton. And so my, I, I say all that to indicate uh, yesterday, you know, we got great closing line value, but it didn't mean anything because we still lost. And I think that just uh, we I've seen that so much more the last couple of years than I did. than we did five years ago, five years ago, 10 years ago. Right. If you got great closing line value, that was going to mean you were going to win. And now it doesn't. Um, you can get great closing line value all you want. And you might be slightly profitable, maybe, but you still might be, be a loser. And my point with all that going back to this Padres Guardians game is I think the opening line yesterday was better than where it moved to. I don't quite understand the move towards the Padres. Um, that doesn't mean it's not right. I just don't understand it. Um, again, I think Padres minus 135. I'm seeing Padres minus 163. Doesn't make any sense to me. I've locked in a B pick on the Guardians plus 150. I don't trust the Guardians. I don't trust their offense. I just think this is a great value spot. And I think a side that we want to be on. Total-wise, total of seven and a half. Uh, Weather-wise, it'll be a chilly day, 50 degrees. Wind's blowing in slightly, not going to really affect things too much. But that chilly day is going to uh, potentially keep the ball in the yard. So I thought about going under here. Uh, that was the play I was going to make on this game yesterday. I don't think under is a bad look. Um, the concern that you have there, of course, is Clevenger rating is the better pitcher, but a guy we haven't seen in a while. Plesak being below average. Um, and so there's just a little bit of concern there, but again, I don't really trust the guardians offense. Padres offense kind of hit and miss. So again, under, I think it's still a solid play, but with this value plus plus one fifty, I got to lock the guardians in there. Only a B pick. Uh, 
for now, I could never make an A pick on the Guardians. I just don't. I just don't trust them that much. I don't want to be over invested in them. Once in Eastern first pitch, Braves at the Mets. Ian Anderson versus Tyler McGill. Weather-wise, we're going to be in the upper 50s to low 60s. A slight chance of rain, so there might be a delay. Uh, it looks like it will clear out eventually. Maybe Patchy may just play through some rain. It does appear right now like we're going to get this in, but again, a lot can change. So just something to keep an eye on. Again, if you're a DFS player, just traditional fantasy. No real win to speak of. Model says Mets minus 120. I don't think the model still realizes how good McGill is. So if you if you made me pick a side, I'd pick Mets minus 132. I, I would not take the Braves at a price of plus 122. Um, I, like I said, I just think the model underestimates McGill at this point and the change that he's made. Uh, instead, I'm going to go under. I'm going to go under seven. It's minus 105 odds right now, and I'm going to give that an A grade. We saw yesterday that first game uh, was a five to four game with two of the weaker pitchers on the mound and. Both pitchers allowed earned run. Both pitchers, A, allowed an unearned run. So just take two off the board right there, one from each side, and we have seven total runs. Both pitchers also allowed one or two, I can't remember for each one, earned runs that were unearned from a coach's standpoint. <clears throat> both teams had a situation. There was one, uh, Albies foolishly tries to throw the ball to second base on a force out on a ball that he's going towards first base. Doesn't even come close to the bag. Official score doesn't rule it in air, even though he throws it to left field. Um, and it was a tight play. So I, I mean, it's a tough call. I'm not, I'm not blaming the score. I'm just saying it was, it was a tough play, but he goes to first gets the out and that saves the Braves another two runs right there. Uh, Met situation. You can't assume the double play for the under runs. I totally get that, but ground ball back. And, and he pitcher made the mistake himself but messes up the double play. So technically earned runs because you can't assume that the double play, but it would have been a pretty easy double play. So, I mean, you take away a couple of weird things like that. Initially, day game has like four runs in it. The night game has three runs in it. And I think that these two pitchers kind of line up about where we saw the ones yesterday. I think that uh, McGill is pretty good. And we talked about Carrasco continues to look great. Anderson, um, you know, Morton's been the one that struggled for the Braves. Kyle Wright still looked good yesterday. Anderson's looked pretty solid. He's looked better than Morton has. So I think these pitchers kind of line up in that same ballpark. Uh, Weather-wise, it's still chilly. Both offenses haven't really been great. So I think the same thing. I'm going under seven. Uh, I love the push protection. I think this total should be six and a half. I just don't trust either offense. Both pitchers are solid. I think it's, uh, like I said, going to play out a lot like yesterday's games. I just don't see many runs happening. Once in Eastern first pitch, Cardinals at the Royals. Adam Wainwright versus Chris Bubik. We're going to be in the mid-50s. Winds blowing in at almost 10 miles an hour from right field. Model says Cardinals minus 130. As of this recording, that's firmly in between the juice, so no edge on either side. If I had to play a side here, I'm playing the Cardinals. The model wants to continuously bring Wainwright down because of his age. Uh, we talk about a couple guys like him, you know, a guy like Verlander, uh, some of these guys who kind of defy the aging curve. Uh, the model keeps wanting to be like, no, you're going to, you're going to get a little worse. You're going to get a little worse. Right. And, and Wainwright again has, he's not that same, you know, 220 ERA type pitcher or whatever, but I mean, he's still a good pitcher. We've talked about this before. So I think the model undervalues him. So Cardinals minus 130 is the model's number, but in reality, I think it probably should be a little bit higher than that. 
So Cardinals minus 136, not a bad play. I'm going to go back to the well. We've split so far one and one in this series on this play. Hopefully we can get the rubber game. Royals team total under three and a half. It is minus 121. I'm giving it an A grade. I probably should have given yesterday a B grade. I talked about it yesterday. My fear was I liked Steven Matz more than I liked Dakota Hudson. Hudson rates worse, and that was my one fear. I should have given only a B grade in retrospect, You know, knowing that. I think Wainwright is closer to Matz than he is Hudson. And so I, I have confidence in this one. The Royals' bats aren't very good. They got a week's worth of runs for them yesterday. Assuming this stays close, you know, we'll see the better arms and the Cardinals bullpen once Wainwright's done. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, like I said, I'm gonna hope that we get the two and one record for this series on this with Royals under three and a half. I'm isolating that team total. I'm not going game under. It is seven and a half. The reason why I just don't trust Bubik. I, I have him as definitely a below average pitcher. I just don't want to be invested on what the Cardinals do offensively. Um, they might score two runs like yesterday. They might score seven. I really don't know. Uh, Weather-wise, again, I'm going to lean under. But the fact that I don't trust Bubik kind of cancels that out. And so I just think sticking with the Royals team total under makes sense. And then we don't have to care how many runs the Cardinals score unless it goes extra innings. 110 first pitch, the opening game of the doubleheader in Detroit. Dylan Peters is getting the start. I kind of mentioned this yesterday that it sounds like the, the Pirates might do this, um, where they then um, open with Peters and then go to Bryce Wilson. It does make them a little bit better, uh, give them a little bit more favorable number than I gave yesterday, about six cents difference. So not a ton, but I, I do think that that makes the Pirates better. Uh, it allows them to you know play the matchups a little better you want that if you're unfamiliar with the bulk guy kind of the, one of the main ideas is that the first inning is one of the toughest because it's the only time that you're guaranteed to face the other team's best hitters in the order that they want to present them and so you let a, a reliever go someone else who can throw hard and try to get those guys out and then that starter who maybe is a little weaker he comes in and he gets to face him at the bottom of the lineup and allows him to have more advantaged um, at bats for him that makes Bryce Wilson a little bit better because we think that he'll get a little bit more favorable matchups. So I think it gives the Pirates a tiny bit more of an edge. I made it Tigers minus a little over minus 150 yesterday. Um, now knowing that Peters is going to open, I've got Tigers minus 145. Yesterday, I locked in an A play on the Tigers. We were in the low 130s. If you can get another minus 130 type number, I love that. It's an A pick for me there. But that's not where the number is right now. This morning, I got Tigers minus 143. Having to pay that extra dime drops it to a B pick for me. Again, a lot of times the difference on the A and B picks is just value. So keep an eye on these numbers and where they're moving. A lot of times it goes to, I've got extra value. I just want to be a little bit more invested where I think we've got more value because I think that's where we're going to profit in the long run over the course of you know, however many thousand games there are in the season right so at minus 143 only a b pick for me on the tigers i think they're the better team i don't love pineda but i think he's probably league average these two teams i mentioned this yesterday their records are similar but i don't think they're similar in terms of talent weather-wise i can't go under in this spot it is going to be upper 50 so a little chilly but the winds will be blowing out to right center at double digit miles per hour so that kind of offsets Total seven and a half. I think that's a good number to stay away on the total for me there in the opening game of the doubleheader in Detroit. 
210 Eastern, first pitch Mariners at the Astros. Matt Brash versus Justin Verlander. Speaking of guys defying the aging curve and just continuing to pitch really well deep into their career. The model says Astros minus 194. I looked long and hard at Astros minus 185. I think this should, anything under anything south of minus 200 is good value. I I don't recommend parlays. Now hear me out. Hear me out, people, because I know a lot of you, a lot of y'all like parlays. Hear me out. I don't recommend parlays, and the specific reason why is because it makes it hard to understand how you're invested in what games. It makes you then overinvested in some games, underinvested in other games. So I know parlays are fun. I get that, but that that makes it really difficult. So I do not recommend parlays because I want to always make sure that we're proportionally invested in how confident we feel in the numbers we like and the games we like. That said, I know a lot of y'all are going to do some parlays. Throwing the Astros into a parlay makes a lot of sense. They've got the wins here in the first two nights. They have a massive pitching advantage. Not that Brash is bad. He's just young. Um, He's just not there yet. He definitely has some good stuff. But going against Justin Verlander is a huge mismatch. I like the Astros to get it done. I looked at that minus 185. Again, I think anything better than minus 200 is good value. I looked at run line for the Astros. My issue with the run line, we have a total of seven and a half. And in general, I don't like to lay a run and a half unless the totals are larger. So I'm going to do a little bit more laying one and a half as the season moves on and we get into the summer, the ball starts flying. We get those totals of eight and a half, nine, those type of numbers be more comfortable. I just don't love laying one and a half with a low total. Doesn't mean it's not the right play. I just, I don't love it, but I also don't love laying huge odds. Both of those are solid ways to look. For me, I'm going Mariners team total. It's under three and a half. It is heavily juiced, about minus 140. I'm giving that an A grade. I don't see the Mariners scoring four runs. I know we have to lay a lot of juice. You may have to shop around to get that under three and a half. If you have to go under two and a half, I need plus odds for that. Okay, so it kind of depends on where what book you're at. Again, this is why I always recommend having multiple books. You can get different numbers, especially when you start talking about these team totals. The books have some wildly different numbers. You get some much better advantages if you got a couple of books in your arsenal. Just as a reminder, again, I got some links in the show description for you to check out if you need another online sports book. I'm going Mariners under three and a half. It is heavily juiced, but A grade for me, I really just don't see the Mariners getting to four runs against Verlander. I don't think their offense is very good. I think that's the smartest way to play, but any way that you're backing the Astros, I think it makes a lot of sense. 337 Eastern first pitch, Rays at the A's. I think I nailed this game yesterday. We missed the pick with the under, but I mentioned, I said, hey, we just got to get through the like third or fourth inning and we're set. I was talking about the weather being better. I was talking about how we're going to get to the bullpens. The bullpens are better, that the starters just worried me a little bit. There were eight runs scored in the first two innings and then two runs scored until we got to extras after that. It was just zero after zero after zero. Nailed the handicap. We just couldn't get to those to those first three or four innings. I really wanted to go back to under on this one. We pushed on the first night and we lost yesterday. I'm thinking these are still under teams. Let's not let you know two games throw us off. But then I saw the weather. 80-degree day in Oakland. Wind's blowing out, and it's a big park. The wind's blowing out to right center about 10 miles an hour on a warm day. That interaction effect, you might see an extra double. You might see an extra homer. Total of seven. Whew. It's it's not a pick I love for sure. So then I started looking at the sides. Model says raise minus 116. That is right in between 
where the number actually is right now. This is one where I trust my number. I think my number on this one's pretty good. Raise minus 116. I never know where the number's going to go on these sides. You know, sometimes I, I might have a guess. This one, I have no idea. If the number drops below uh, that and you can get raised minus 110, maybe, I think that's a solid investment. I just don't want to lay right now. It's into the 120s. I just don't want to lay those type of odds going against Montas. Right now, you're getting A's plus 112. I need more than that to go to back the A's and their offense, which I still just don't trust. So right now, it's a stay away on the side. We'll see where the number moves. I talked about the total oil of it. I'll go, I'll go under seven. It's minus 118. I do not love it. I'm going with a C pick just to lean. Weather scares me in this one. And it's not like yesterday where yesterday I said, hey, we just got to make it the first part, hold our breaths, right? And then we'll be good. It's going to stay warm all day with being a day game. This one's going to be a sweat on the under. So I don't I don't love it. I think the number's pretty good. I don't really like anything in this right now. So we'll see where the number moves. Maybe that gives you a better play later on in the day. 14 Eastern first pitch Pirates at the Tigers. This will be game two. Jose Quintana versus Alex Fado. Uh, weather-wise, we're still going to be chilly. Winds will still be blowing out. Not much of a change there. I'm going the same pick in game two that I did in game one, and I'll back the Tigers. It's minus 119, and I will give it a B pick as well. The model says minus 126. This one's a little tougher because Quintana has shown signs of life. And with a young pitcher coming up, you never really know what you're going to get. So it's one I don't want to be over-invested in. It's really just a trusting the model and trusting um, that these two pitchers aren't that different, that Quintana is a better pitcher, but not by enough to overcome the fact that we're in Detroit, to overcome the fact that the Tigers have a better bullpen, to overcome the fact that the Tigers have a better offense than Pittsburgh does. I just think the Tigers should be a little bit more favored in this game. So minus 119 B pick, but not what I'm going to overinvest in, given that I think the starting pitching matchup does favor Pittsburgh. Game two in Cleveland, McKenzie Gore versus Cal Quantrill. Uh, two pitchers that I think are a little bit undervalued. Uh, we talked about Gore uh, last time out. He continues to impress and he's, uh, developing the consistency that we're looking for in order to show a, a good year that young pitchers sometimes don't show. I continue to like what I see from him. Juan Trilla pitcher who um, just quietly gets good results. Uh, we still have a chilly day there in Cleveland. By the second game, it's not going to have warmed up any. Winds will be blowing in, but only about five miles an hour. It's not really affecting things there. Model says Padres minus 113. I can't take Cleveland at a price of plus 115 because I don't want to fade Gore and, ba and back the Guardians unless I'm getting good value. And that was at least a benefit in game one. You're giving me plus 150. It's like, hey, it may lose. But again, we make that play every day. You know, we make that play six days a week. You know, we win three of them. And we've made a we've made a good profit even at seven right if we if make it seven days and make it, you know win three of them right we still made a profit so uh, at plus one fifteen though it's just not enough even though uh, the model says maybe slight value I need more to really get excited about it I think under's the way to look um, 
the number, I think on the number on the sheet actually is wrong on this one. The number on this one is all over the map. It's one of the weirdest things I've ever seen. Um, I think I locked in under eight at around even money and I'm giving that an A grade. I'm seeing seven and a half. I'm seeing sevens. I'm seeing six and a half. I'm seeing eight and a half. I don't know what's happening with the number on this one. Again, it's one of the weirdest things I've seen. Make sure you shop around and get the right, get a good number on this one. I don't want to go under six and a half for sure. And I, I, I'm okay with seven, seven and a half, but it's an A pick for me if you're getting eight or one of those eight and a halves is out there. And those eights are out there at a lot of places. Um, FanDuel had an eight. Um, a bet MGM had an eight. Uh, another one of the American casinos, which one had an eight and a half. So there's lots of good numbers out there, but the number just varies like crazy. So it's one of the weirdest situations. Make sure you get a good number on this one. At eight, it's an A. At seven or seven and a half, it's a B. I'll make sure to get that sheet corrected as the number. The number on this one just got wonky. I don't, again, I cannot explain it. It's it's probably because of the double hitter, but something weird happened with that. So take advantage of that and get you a good number on this one. Evening games, Rangers, the Phillies, Martin Perez versus uh, Zach Wheeler, who continues to impress. Again, two starts ago, looked great. Just couldn't quite finish off that fifth inning. Last inning, look back to vintage Zach Wheeler. Uh, Weather-wise, we're going to be in the upper 60s wins, maybe slightly in. Model says Phillies minus 193. Uh, it's an A pick for me on the Phillies minus 165. It's pretty straightforward. I trust Zach Wheeler. I, I think Martin Perez is very average. I think the Phillies are a better team than the Rangers. This number should be up in the minus 200s. Uh, it's a similar situation as I talked about with the Astros. The difference is with the Astros game, we would have to lay a price like minus 185 or something like that, which is just a lot, you know, 190, right? That's just a lot to lay. It's not that it's not the right side. It's just too much for me to love personally. It's why I went a different angle on this one. It's only 165. Love this a pick for me on the Phillies. I think they get the job done. I really like Zach Wheeler. I think he will shut down the Rangers bats. 705 Eastern first pitch twins at the Orioles, Dylan Bundy versus Kyle Bradish. We're going to start off in the mid seventies, close in the mid sixties, a little bit of chance of chance of rain early. There might be a delay on this one. Again, something to keep an eye on weatherwise. Winds will be blowing kind of in, kind of across from left field, about 10 miles an hour. So maybe you'll help the pitchers out there. Orioles, again, we talked about have been an under team, but as I mentioned yesterday, um, that's starting to change. And I think it's probably more true to form what we're seeing of them now than what we saw of them early in the season. So a total of seven and a half. I can't really get excited either way. It's definitely a stay away from me on the total, especially starting off with warmer weather, but that wind kind of blowing in kind of across, depending on exactly which way it blows, might help the pitchers or might not. Seven and a half is not a number I can get excited about, so I'm straight passing the total. I'll take the Twins. I'll take a pick on minus 130. The model says minus 142. I think the Twins are just the much better team. I think Bundy's a better pitcher than Bradish. I think it's pretty straightforward. I think this should be, I think this should be more like minus 150. At minus 130, I think we're getting a lot of advantage on the Twins. They got us a pretty easy win yesterday. Uh, it was kind of a competitive game for the first half, and the Twins pulled away one handily. Kind of see the same thing happening tonight. I think it might stay interesting for the first few innings, but I really like the Twins here. I like Bundy. Bundy really struggled in his last outing in the first inning and then pitched great the rest of the game. So as long as he doesn't have that hiccup, I don't think the Orioles' offense is that exciting. I think he should have a good game. I think the Twins win easily. Minus 130 offers too much value not to make an A pick for me. 
707 Eastern first pitch. Yankees at the Blue Jays. Nestor Cortez versus, you say, Kikuchi. Pitcher and Kikuchi, I just do not like. I, I just don't think he's got it at this point. I think Cortez is a better pitcher. Model says Yankees minus 104. Uh, I've built in code to the model to adjust for how teams are playing and to adjust for misreads. So, I mean, right now it's giving the Yankees a boost. So I want to make sure everyone's aware this is not a situation where I'm I'm unaware <laughs> that uh, we faded the Yankees a few times this year and it, it hasn't worked for the most part. It hadn't worked these first two days in this series. So the model's, uh, you know, adjusting for that. Uh, and it still says Yankees minus 104. So model says there's a ton of value on Blue Jays plus 128. I'm going to take the Blue Jays plus 128, but I'm only making it a C pick. I'm a little, you know, that first game, again, I think was great value on the Blue Jays. I'll stand by that pick. Yesterday's, uh, Manoa looked okay, kind of labored a little bit, and then just the wheels came off for the Blue Jays as that game went along. I, I, I think that this game should be closer to even but I know what's happening and I just don't want to be over invested on the same losing side. So I'll take blue Jays plus plus one twenty eight, but only a lean for me. I just don't like Kikuchi. I'm very nervous that he gives up, you know, four runs in the first two innings. And that doesn't mean the blue Jays can't win. It's just going to be a steeper hill to climb. So I'm pulling back a little bit on this one, a game that I just don't have a great feel for. I'll trust the model, but I'm not trusting it too much. So lean for me on the Blue Jays at odds like plus 128. Angels, the Red Sox, Reed Detmers versus Garrett Whitlock. Weather-wise, low 50s, winds blowing in. Uh, huge batters park, though, in Boston. And two pitchers that Detmers being a young guy, you don't really know what you're going to get from him. Whitlock being a kind of an opener at times or kind of a guy who they're going to stretch out. Um, I like what I'm seeing from him. I just don't expect him to go more than like three or four. Um, and then it goes to the bullpen. I don't know what their plan is at this point. If they're going to Hulk, I like that a lot because I think he's really good. Um, but it's like every time I turn around, they're doing something slightly different with this Whitlock and Hulk and Rich Hill thing. So until like I actually have an idea, like I can trust what they're doing. It's a little bit, I don't know. I did look under, I think under nine makes a lot of sense. It's like we talked about yesterday. It's a chilly night. It's just, it's hard to do it in that park. It's hard to do it with these two pitchers where there's not one that I'm like, oh yeah, I really think this guy's going to go out and give me, you know, seven shutout. Um, but I think under is the way to go. So, I mean, under is under nine, especially at nine, you can get in that push protection. It's a pick I like. Um, said it a lot. I don't trust these angels bats. And as I've been saying that they continue to not look good and kind of come much back down to earth as I expected. Model says Red Sox minus 126. I'll go Red Sox minus 118. I'll give it a B pick. If I have, if I had confidence that the Red Sox were going to go Whitlock for three innings and then Halk for four innings that might, you might talk me into an A on this one. Um, so it's kind of a B plus pick for me there. So I like the Red Sox minus 118. Anything south of minus 125, I think, offers pretty good value. Um, even up to minus 130, I think I would take it just as it starts getting up higher. 
it's a little bit where I, I you know, the odds make it a tougher long-term positive investment. 740 Eastern first pitch Reds at the Brewers, Vladimir Gutierrez versus uh, a very up and down Freddie Peralta when he struggled at the end of last year, struggled to start this year. Last start, last couple starts looking a little better though. So I've kind of got my eye on that. Model says Brewers minus 260. You couldn't talk me into backing the Reds at this point. My goodness. Um, Reds, one of the few teams in baseball that's actually had more overs than unders. Maybe the, I think maybe the only one that's had more overs than unders. And because that bullpen is just so atrocious. Vladimir Gutierrez is also very bad, ranking as one of the worst starting pitchers who actually gets the ball every fifth or sixth day. I look total over seven and a half, but you know, I'd rather just isolate the Brewers team total. I'm going over. Brewers over four and a half. It's minus 117. I'm giving this an A grade. I don't trust Gutierrez. I don't trust the Reds bullpen. The Brewers bats starting to look better. We've been talking about that the last week or two. They're looking much improved from that abysmal start they had. I'd rather isolate the Brewers team total rather than the game total just because Peralta a little up and down. The Reds offense is that okay, but I just don't think it's that good. And so if he goes out and throws six shutout, I don't want to be sweating that total. I think the Brewers could easily get to five. Reds aren't going to throw anything at them that's going to confuse them in my opinion. So Brewers team total over four and a half is the best pick, in my opinion, on this game, a pick for me. 740 Eastern first pitch, White Sox at the Cubs, Lucas Gilito versus Kyle Hendricks, a chilly night at Wrigley, mid-40s, winds blowing in, only about 10 miles an hour, though, so not the 20-mile-an-hour gust we had yesterday, or 20-mile-an-hour winds we had yesterday, only about 10. Model says White Sox minus 123. I feel very similar to this as I said yesterday. The model says a little bit of value on the Cubs. I'm not saying I'd be more confident taking the Cubs today than yesterday. And I mentioned this on Twitter. I think I mentioned this in one of the comments here that the starting pitcher change affected my numbers, nothing affected the books, nothing really. Like the number didn't change. Everything stayed the same. So everything's just relocking the same number because that didn't have any effect. Um, I feel a, a, a little bit more comfortable backing the Cubs because Hendricks, again, pitches. One of the few pitchers who I think kind of does seem to pitch a little better at home. But I just don't like fading Giolito. I don't trust either offense. And it's going to be such a cold night, the ball's not going to fly. I'm going to under seven. It's minus 120, a pick for me. Uh, looking around at sportsbooks, again, make sure you have multiple books out there shopping around. I saw a lot of six and a half. I saw a lot of sevens. It was pretty split. I like seven as an A pick. Even if you have to lay a little bit of juice, don't lay anything like minus 140 or something stupid, right? But minus 120, maybe minus 125. A pick for me at that number. If you only got a six and a half, that's a B pick because as we've talked about, seven is one of the more common endings for total runs. So I really love under seven A. Again, don't trust either offense. The weather's great. And I like I like Gilito, period. I like Hendricks at home. So I think this is another easy under like yesterday. 840 Eastern first pitch, Nationals at the Rockies. A Rockies team that just did not show up last night. Marquez didn't look great. The bullpen looked awful. Uh, that was the number one surprising result for me last night, just how they got destroyed. Tonight we've got Patrick Corbin versus Austin Gomer and a very cold night course. 
similar to Chicago, we're going to be mid to low 40s. Chance of rain, so another thing to keep an eye on there. Uh, the rain in Denver operates a little bit differently because of the mountains and rain in other places. Um, so it's probably less likely to be, um, it's probably more likely to be something they can play through and or just patchy and they should be able to get the game in, hopefully. Um, that's the typical pattern there. But again, we'll know more as we get closer. Just something to keep an eye on. Winds blowing in from left center at 10 miles an hour. Massive under weather. A total of 10 and a half makes no sense to me. This total should be nine, nine and a half. I understand Coors. I understand the elevation. But with the wind blowing in and the cold weather, that's going to basically cancel out the ball carrying. And now the only thing we have to deal with is the fact that that park is large because they built a larger park knowing the ball was going to carry. So there's a lot of ways that doubles can fall in. And, and that's something for sure we have to worry about. So, I mean, this weather in a normal park, you know, this total should be, you know, seven, right? But it still is a large park. Ball still carries well. So the weather only offsets that so much, right? But there's just no way this total should be 10 and a half. Um, it's a B pick for me, under 10 and a half, minus 103. I don't love either pitcher. They're both just a little too inconsistent for me to give this an A. And as we saw last night, and we've seen it a few times with Rockies games, Sometimes uh, one team just gets out in Coors, up a handful of runs, and then the wheels just fall off, and then just like runs go off crazy. So I can't give it an A grade because we've just seen too many times where a 7-0 lead that in most parks becomes just a snooze fest just gets away and becomes a you know 12-5 game or something. I don't want to go first five because – I don't want I, I know that there's a possibility that the game gets out of hand late, but there's also the possibility there's just some runs early that it's like, you know, four to four, you know, after five, and then nothing happens the rest of the game and somebody wins five four, right? So you can kind of look either way. I just I'd rather just have the full game. Um so I'm going full game under ten and a half B pick. First five, I think it's just a a little bit worse for me, but like not a bad idea to again prevent some of that blowout. So you can look that way if you want. Um I think I'm just to look here. Sidewise, model says Rockies minus 139. That's the only way I would look. I wouldn't back the Nationals here, unless the odds is something completely crazy. And wrapping us up, late game, 10-10 Eastern first pitch Giants at the Dodgers. No line on this one as of yet. Dodgers have not confirmed a starting pitcher. I have put in the model, Tony Gonsolin. That seems to be the, what we're expecting. Uh, but until that is confirmed, there's a number on that. Um, no pick just yet. The model, assuming Gonsolin is the guy, says Dodgers minus 137. And so I will update an official pick in the sheet and on Twitter on that one and give a, a brief explanation for what I think on that game later on in the day. A picks for me, recap. Got a lot of them today. Got a lot of things I like, a lot of team totals that I like kind of a similar story to what I've said previously with a few of these days where I looked at these 14 totals. I couldn't really differentiate and say that one of them I had more fear on than the others. Again, there's no locks. These are just four. I really, I, I love these four, you know, they're not, they're probably going to go three and one, right? So someone out there, you know, if you parlay all four of them together and they all four hit, you know, props to you, but I feel like that's going three and one. I just, I don't know which one's going to miss. I, I like all four of them. A lot. So a lot of Apex for me today. Uh, we've done this a few times in the past and it's tended to work. So let's hope that it continues today. My team totals that I like Marlins under three and a half at plus odds. Royals under three and a half at minus about minus 120. Mariners under three and a half. Huge odds on this one. I hate the juice, but I think it's still the right play. Minus 140. 
And then the Brewers team total over four and a half, and that's minus 117. Other A plays, I've got the Braves and Mets under seven. I've got the Padres and Guardians, and this is game two at under eight at about even money. I've got the Rangers at Phillies, Phillies minus 165. I've got the Twins at the Orioles, Twins minus 130. And then I've got the White Sox and the Cubs under seven, laying a little bit of a price there at minus 120. But I really think it's worth laying the odds there to get seven rather than under six and a half. That's all I've got for you today. Thanks for tuning in to another episode of Picks with the Professor. A reminder, check out the Google Sheet for model picks, projections, and results. You can find that link at the website, www.pickswiththeprofessor.com. If you haven't done so yet, please click that subscribe button to ensure all of the sports betting content we provide on this channel is dropped into your feed. I will see you tomorrow. Cousin Jared is off tomorrow, but he will be with me on Friday. So a little bit of a switch up in his schedule. Until tomorrow, remember, you can eat your betting money, but please don't bet your eating money.